Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Yes. So um, I am from the West Coast and I've uh, been in, living in New York for a few years now. I'm 29 years old. Um, and today I'm here to share with your listeners um, two different stories. Uh, one of how I got ghosted last year and now how um, I've found the love of my life almost a year after that. I love that story. And I was so excited when I saw your email because that's something like we all have dealt with getting ghosted and whether it's after like one date or after a lot more than that, like no matter what, it really hurts. And it's at this point where it's like, it's 2022, almost 2023. How are people still ghosting each other? But I always say like, if somebody ghosted you, like you're not, you would not have ended up being in a relationship with that person anyway. You know, like there is somebody so much better out there that, has the communication skills you need, like is emotionally mature enough for a relationship. So I'm excited to hear more about your story and and how this whole process led to you meeting the love of your life. Yes. Um, Right. So yeah, I'll talk about the the first story then. Um, So, and exactly like you said, I never thought I would get ghosted. I always thought, you know, how can, do you not know the person you're with? Like, how do you end up in this position until I was in that position? And I saw all the factors that go into it. So um, yeah, um, I'll jump into it. So um, just um, to preface this so that your listeners get an idea of where I'm coming from, um, I am of South Asian descent. So the way I met this guy last year is through my parents. Um, And for South Asians, arranged marriage um, is a big um, way of finding your partner. So the way that I was doing this with my parents was that they would kind of, you know, show me pictures of guys, family, friends, whoever they knew, and then I would kind of see the information. And it was almost like my parents were my own hinge profile, you know, like I would see their pictures, the guy's height, what he does, where he went to college. The only other information that I also know is a little bit about his family, what do his parents do, and things like that. So I had met, and my parents never pressured me into anything. They're always very like, do your app thing, but also give this a shot too. Well, did that, how did that feel for you? Because I feel like there were times where my mom would be like, oh, there's this person who has a son. Like, I'd like, let's introduce you. And I'd be like, ew, mom, like stop. When like, really, maybe I should have taken her up on those things. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it feels, it feels very weird in the beginning, Um, but I've done it a few times and what didn't feel so weird anymore, especially once I started looking at it as this is just a different avenue of finding someone. Like yeah. I don't see it as any different from again, an app. Um, and also, Hey, now my parents also approve of the guy. So that's one less burden. Totally true. Yeah. I think, you know, thinking about like, as I'm getting older, as I'm in like a very serious relationship, I have started to think about like, Oh, like, of course I'm going to want to try and set my kids up and like meddle in their love lives. But it's exactly. like, for some reason, we our first instinct is to like cringe at the thought of it. But it's great that like you did it. And the more you did it, the more comfortable you felt. And you were like, Oh, like, this is just another way to meet people. Yes, definitely. And my parents were nice enough that, you know, they would, once I would say, hey, I'm not into this guy, they would kind of back off. So at this point, I had already met a few guys through my parents, and they didn't work out for whatever reason, you know, like no chemistry or the attraction wasn't there in person or whatever it was. So there came a point halfway through 2020 that I was like, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore through my parents. Like it hasn't worked out. I gave it a shot. I'm only going to look through the apps. And then fast forward to six months later, end of 2020, I had gone on one date through the apps and it didn't go great. So I was like, you know what? And at the same time, my parents sent me a picture of a guy. So I was like, all right, it hasn't been working out. So why don't I give this one more shot? And I see the picture and he's really cute. He's really tall. And I was like, oh, great. Like, you know, some boxes are being checked already. He has a good job. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm open, open to talking to this guy. 
So then um, a couple weeks later, so at the beginning of 2021, um, I get a text from him. Um, it's a very generic text, like, hey, how are you? Um, and I respond to it. And his second text to me is, um, you know, I don't normally do this through my parents, but when my dad showed me a picture, I thought, wow, that is one gorgeous human being. I have to talk to her. And I was like, that's a little cringy. Like, you know, we don't know each other. Uh, like, it's very sweet, but this is like your second text to me. Like, thank you, but also... A little forward, but all right. Fine. Yeah. I also like texts like that. And somebody asked the other day about like sent, like bringing flowers on a first date. I feel like things like that when it's so from the start and upfront, it's like, well, is this something you say or do with every single person? It's exactly. kind of my thought. It's like, am I actually different and that beautiful to you? Or is this just your line? Right, right. And I was like, this is, you know, that's that was a bit much. But um, all right, fine. I, I won't be too judgmental. So I just kind of brushed it off. Um, and then, um, uh, we started texting for about a week. We had our first like FaceTime, um, session and I was like, all right, he, he seems nice. Um, he was outgoing, but he was also talking a lot. And I remember mentioning this to like my friends and to my brother. And I was like, well, you know, he, he was nice, but he was almost a little bit hyper. And they were like, you know, maybe he was just nervous. So I was like, all right, yeah, I won't, I won't judge. Like, you know, people, you know, people are different on first dates. It's, it's fine. I'll, I'll give it another shot or on, or FaceTime, whatever. Um, and then, so we start talking on the phone more frequently, we're FaceTiming with each other, um, and it's going really well. Like, um, you know, our, the chemistry starting to build, we're very easy going with each other. Um, and then by this point we hadn't met yet. This was probably in like the, into the third week of us talking. Cause he lived, um, a few hours away from me for, um, a few hours drive away from me. So then one day I texted him and he responds to me three hours later, which isn't normal for him. He usually tends to respond quicker. So he responds three hours later saying, hey, sorry, I fell asleep. Like, I'm just seeing your text. And attached to that is a shirtless picture um, in front of a mirror. And he looks very clearly sleepy. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, what made you think you can just send me this like unsolicited shirtless picture? And I was really annoyed that he could just think he he could do that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to call him out on it. And by this point, I had never called him first. It was always him calling me. So I was like, I'm going to call him and be like, what the heck? So I called him and I was like, you know, I, I was like, why would you send me a shirtless picture? And he was like, oh, no, 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 that wasn't the point. You know, I wasn't trying to send you a shirtless picture. I just happened to not have my shirt off because I just woke up from a nap. And I was just trying to show you that, hey, I fell asleep. I was trying to show you my face. And I was like, yeah, yeah, bullshit. And uh -huh. I said Exactly. And I said that to him. And then he like admitted to it. And he was like, and then he spun it in another way. And he was like, you know, this is such a breath of fresh air. I've done this to like two other girls before, but they just kind of played along. But you're the first person to actually call me out on it. This is such a breath of fresh air. I like it. And I was like, wow, I really like anything I do. He's going to kind of spin it his way. Also, like, now you're like, well, thank God I called you out if this is, like, your play. Right. Like exactly. I'm like, good. I'm glad, like, someone finally decided to call you out on it. Um, so then I was like, all right, all right, fine. I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, and then we start talking we're, you know, we continue talking, whatever. And then now about two weeks later, so I was just, as a month into us talking, he's like, hey, I'm going to drive up to New York and see you. And this is when restrictions were still very much in place. Um, things were closing by 10 PM. So he was like, I'm going to come down at eight 30. We'll do dinner. I was like, okay, for an hour and a half. All right, fine. Cool. Um, and then he comes, we have dinner. He was very sweet, very nice. Um, good chemistry. Everything was great in person. And then he's like, and then he left um, back to where he was from. And he was like, well, I'll come back next week, whatever. We kept talking. Everything was going great. Um, and then on the third date, when he visited me, he was like, hey, I'm bringing one of my friends to New York too. He's visiting me. I can't leave, leave him alone here. Um, I'll bring him over. And also I want to meet your friends too. And I was like, oh, okay, already. But um, all right, fine. You know, I was like, maybe this is a good sign. You know, things are going well. Our chemistry has been great. Um, sure. Why not? So then um, we, one of my friends, she just moved into a new apartment. So we're like, hey, let's do like a little housewarming thing. Just a few close friends. I'll bring the guy that I'm, that I'm talking to. He's going to bring his friend. So we're all hanging out. And right off the bat, one of my friends that I'm closest to was like, I don't like him. Um, she was like, but she couldn't give me a concrete reason. She was just like, you know, there's something about him, the way he's talking. Like he just has no filter. He's just kind of unhinged basically is what he seems like. You know, I know he's treating you well and everything, but there's something off. And in my head, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, I know him better. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm still going to give this a shot. Yep. As we all do, right? As we do, as I have done in the past many a time to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, so I continue talking to him and now this is about, um, probably two months in, he's starting to joke about how, you know, like, oh, the future, like, you know, when we live together or like, oh, when we're married, you'll move here. Like, and it was, it was almost playful, but I was like, are you, you know, is this like, do you actually mean this? Like what's going on here? Cause it is kind of early. But the other thing, though, with arranged marriage is that things do move quicker because parents are involved. And like the way it is, especially in South Asian culture, is that you don't take your time. Like you're engaged and married within like a year um, for the most part. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should be looking into it like this. Um, and I was a little apprehensive. Um, and I spoke to my mom and my mom was like, oh, yeah, yeah. His dad um, you know, has been calling us, too. It seems like he really likes you. And I was like, OK, OK. All right. I'll you know, I'll start thinking about this. Well, let me ask you a question because you mentioned you were also like dating on the apps. Like, did you have your brain almost split between like, okay, if I meet somebody on an app, it'll move at one pace versus if I meet somebody through my parents, it will be this more like arranged, really quick, like fast paced setup. Yes, I actually did. I knew that, you know, yeah, through my parents, I was like, things are because there's so much pressure from the parental side. Um, I, and also I'm not really like, uh, I don't stand up to my parents enough, probably. So I'm kind of like, you know what? This is how the culture goes. So, <laughs> so I'll, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll just go with it. But if I'm going to meet someone on my own, I can at least give my parents the excuse that, hey, I met this person on my own. I can't tell them, like, follow my culture rules and, like, do this with me so fast. Got it. Um, so, yeah. So with him, um, you know, things were kind of moving. Uh, but he and I still never talked about it. Like, I knew he was playing around and like, throwing these jokes about us and the future. And the way I took it was he probably means this because at that time he was three years older than me. He was already in his 30s. Um, he was 31. So I was like, OK, you know, he should he should have a shit together. I don't think a 30 year old would just be joking about marriage and, you know, or you would think at least. So I was like, all right. Um, so then this is about like four months of us dating now. And um, he's coming down to visit me. And uh, I was telling my brother, I was like, hey, I want to bring up, um, you know, the future with him and see like where this is going, like what's on his mind um, this weekend when he comes over. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you should ask him, but give him a heads up on the phone so that you're not putting him on the spot when he comes here. I was like, all right, that's that's reasonable. So um, I told him the day before he came, I was like, hey, we should talk about, you know, like how this is going when you're here. He was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So then we're hanging out the next day and um, I was like, after dinner, we're hanging out and I was like, so, um, you know, where do you think this is going? Like, what do you think we're doing? And he was like, we're chilling. I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? Come again? Yeah. He's like, you know, we're dating. We're chilling. And I was like, "Um, I am not 20 years old. I don't chill. Like, I am not chilling. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. The only thing that is chilling is my iced coffee when I remember to make it in enough time to put it then in the fridge before putting the ice in it and it getting all watery. That's the only thing that's chilling at this point. Exactly. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, is this a 31 year old guy that I'm talking to or a 15 year old high schooler? Like, I'm so confused. Um, and I was like, what do you mean we're chilling? And he was like, you know, we're going on dates. We're seeing how this goes. And I was like, yeah, but it's been about like almost four months. But like, it's going. Know? Yeah. And like, tell me at least what you're thinking. Like, what is your opinion? Or like, where are we? What what are we? And he has no answer for me. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I've, I didn't really think about this. And I was like, I gave you a heads up yesterday. I told you, hey, we should talk about this. So what did you do? And he was like, oh, I didn't know what you meant by that. I was like, OK, all right. Um, I was like, all right, why don't you take some time? Um, and why don't we touch on the subject again in like a week or so? You know, once you've had some time to think about it and like you go back home, whatever. And he was like, all right. And this was like on a Saturday. We hang out Sunday. Everything's fine. He's not being distant or anything. So I was like, all right, well, you know, we'll just we'll just go back to being normal. He goes home Sunday night. He calls me. Everything's normal. And then Monday, um, I noticed he's starting to be distant. He doesn't really text me much. Actually, he didn't text me the whole day. And I was like, okay. Um, I text him. He's giving me slow responses. And then um, that night, and I'm the type of person who's not really going to say, hey, is everything okay? But I was like, you know what? I'm 28. Like, I'm over this. Like, I don't want to waste my time. So I was like, hey, is everything okay? And he calls me right away and he's at a bar with his friends. He FaceTimes me and he's like, oh yeah, everything's fine. I'm just like out with my friends. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll talk to you later then. I hang up and then he texts me and he's like, oh yeah, I got my new car today. Remember I was telling you? So I've just been enjoying my new car. I'm really proud of myself. It was like an expensive car. So I'm having fun with my car. I'm like, all right, doesn't mean you can't text me, but fine. And over the next couple of days, again, he's still being distant. 
And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. I'm sick of checking my phone incessantly. I put my phone in my nightstand drawer because I'm like, I can't keep checking my phone. And I take a nap. I wake up an hour later. And guys, this helps because I wake up an hour later and there's a long message from him. And he's basically saying, um, you know, you uh, like I've been enjoying the time we've had so far together so much. You're so affectionate. You treat me so well. Um, you know, you deserve all the best things in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I want to be able to give that to you. But you kind of freaked me out when you wanted to talk about the future, especially when I just got out of a relationship nine months ago. And I'm like, whoa, like, first of all, you didn't tell me about this relationship nine months ago. Wait, Wait what? Yeah. So also, he, nine months is a long time. You would think. Also, don't have your dad or your parents setting you up if you're not ready to be set up continue. Exactly. My thoughts. Exactly. So I was like, wait, first of all, uh, what is this nine month relationship from nine months ago? You never told me. And he's like, no, 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 I did. I was like, no, we definitely talked about, talk about this. You told me about a relationship from two years ago where you lived with a girl and she accused you of cheating. And then she ended up moving out and all this happened, but you never told me about this. Um, and he was like, yeah, so I was dating someone and we dated for a year and I was like, okay. And why did you guys break up? And he's like, well, she wanted a ring in the end. And I was like, so you broke up with her. And then I realized like both times, basically once things start to get serious, he finds his way out. And I'm did like, he so explain so- why he never mentioned that to you? He kept saying, I thought I, I did, you. I, or I did. Like that was just what he kept going back to. And I was like, all right, I I can't even argue this. I'm just going to let it go because I know you did it. I would have remembered. Like that's a conversation you would obviously, anybody would obviously remember. Exactly. Yeah. And um, then I asked him, um, because in the beginning when he told me that he lived with someone a couple of years ago, um, you know, I was kind of always like, oh, you know, I will, especially in the beginning stages of, of a relationship, I will take what information you give me but I don't want to ask too many follow-up questions because I don't want to make it, you know, I don't want to pry is what I would tell myself. Um, so when he told me, oh, I lived with this person and then it didn't work out, whatever, I didn't, I didn't ask more questions. And so later I found out around the same time that um, I asked him, I was like, did you ever have any intention of marrying her? Or like, you know, why were you living with this person? And he was like, no, I didn't. Um, she wasn't from the same culture. I was never going to marry her. I was like, so why did you move in with her? You just wanted a roommate? Like, you wanted to split rent? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, well, so, and then he's like, oh, um, so I told her not to, but she moved with me anyway. And I was like, how, what? What, what do you mean? That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And he happen. was like, well, I was working in this other state and then I finished that job. So when I was moving to my now current state, she was like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to move with you. I told her, no, you don't need to do that. But she decided to come with me anyway. And I was like, it's okay, like not so how it happens, but okay, exactly. sure. Yeah. And he tried to make it seem like, you know, other things too. Like later on, I found out that he has a tattoo of her name. And I was like, wait, you have a tattoo of her name? And he was like, it was like, I was drunk and she made me get it. And I was like, oh my God, what is with you saying people are making you do things? You're not a child. Oh my goodness. Um, and that's what I'm like, oh my God, there are so many red flags. Like, why didn't I, when I was so angry with myself, I was like, why didn't I ask follow-up questions in the beginning when he told me he had lived with someone because whatever information he's now telling me would have been like a clue to me to hey get out of get out of this relationship. But who knows if he would have told you this before you know like he offered up certain amount of information clearly there's a lot that he left out about both relationships and it's tough because all you can do is digest the and process the information you have right exactly So it's like now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, and also my mindset was not in the best place at this point either in the sense that most of my friends were in relationships. Um, And also in my career, I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be at that point. So I felt like all like, you know, the two biggest aspects of my life were not where I wanted them to be. Um, So I thought, you know, I have to make this work. Like, you know, maybe he was, you know, with a different way with those girls, maybe he'll be different with me. Even though I knew this is not logical, this is not me, but I was in a mindset where I was like, no, I have to see if this, this can still work. Yeah, so, I'm the same. We, we want to fight for it. We want to see like, okay, well, maybe it'll be different. Exactly. And it wasn't even like, oh my God, I'm in love with this guy. It was more like a like an ego thing that I was like, no, I put myself in this situation. And also my friend caught that, hey, he's not, I don't think he's the one for you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm still going to date him. Like, I have to prove people wrong. Like, this has to work. 
Um, so then um, after he left and, you know, we had um, and he told me all this, um, he uh, I was like, all right, fine. You're telling me about this um, relationship now. But fine, let's let's put this behind us. Um, and we kind of decided that we would talk about it again in a couple of days. We would kind of come to a conclusion about our timeline together and see where we both want to be. Um, and so we had that conversation a couple of days later. We were like, all right, we'll um, see. We'll continue to date for like another year and see how that goes. And if everything's going well, then like we'll talk about the engagement, whatever. And then um, again, uh, two days later, he's being distant. And I was like, are you OK? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to clear my head. Um, can can I like, you know, can I t- think about this again? And I'm going to call you in like this was like a Friday. And he's like, I'm going to call you on like Monday and like talk about this. I was like, fine. You know, what? if you need your time, fine, let's let's do that. I get a drunk call at 1 a.m. on Saturday and um, I find out he's in Miami um partying with his friends and I'm like I'm sitting at home having my best friend over to have drinks with me because I'm sick of thinking about this while you're out partying in Miami are you kidding me and then you think you can drunk call me on top of that and I was like all right okay um so I texted him the next day and I was like um hey like you know it's really uncool of you to do that like you said you're gonna take your time to think about it so take your time to think about it but don't think that you can just drunk call me in the middle of this um so then um he's like all right sorry about that I'm gonna give you a call on Monday and Monday comes and goes he doesn't call me no text Tuesday no call or text and then Wednesday I'm like all right I'm gonna delete his number I think this is it and then Wednesday literally an hour after I deleted his number he texts me and he's like hey I'm really sorry I was taking my time to think about things let me know when you're free today we'll talk I was like all right Um, so we talked that evening and it's the same conversation. I'm like, we're not moving anywhere from where we were last week. Like we're saying the same things over and over again. Um, but all right, let's, let's see how this goes. And I noticed it's becoming more and more distant. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe he needs more time. Maybe we need more time to get back to where we were. So I'll give him time. And I'm talking to my friends and even one of my friends, uh, one of my friends who just got engaged at that time was like, you know, when you're defining things, things can get a little tricky, especially for the guy. They tend to kind of distance themselves from you. Some of them do. So I was like, all right, maybe maybe that's where he is. So I'm going to give him his space. Um, So I give him his space. And one day out of the blue, he's like, hey, why don't you come drive up to me this weekend? And I was like, oh, okay, this is a little bit out of nowhere, but all right. The thing is that weekend I was working for most of it and um, I couldn't have gone up. So I was like, hey, like, thank you for the invite, but I don't think I can come up. But if you want to come down, you know, that would be great. And I can try to come up to you in a few weeks from now. Um, There's no response to that message. And I'm like, okay, you wanted me to come over and now you're not going to respond. And then I wait two days. There's still no response. And I text him and I'm like, hey, I thought we talked everything through I thought we were on the same page um just so you know I'm a straightforward person I don't beat around the bush um but clearly you still have more things to think about and that was my kind in my head I was like this is my last text I'm sending him um you know let's see what he says to that so I send it and I don't hear from him again I don't understand how it went from hey come visit me to disappeared into thin air exactly I'm like you know at least if you were distant the entire time then I'd be like all right it's a slow distancing but now all of a sudden you're like come over like is this some kind of like weird impulsive message that you sent right because also that gives you so much hope then and it's like such it it just makes the emotional roller coaster like even crazier because you're like oh like he is still interested in continuing this and seeing where it could go and maybe he's thinking but he wants to see me yeah exactly and that's exactly what I was going through, like, ah. the emotional roller coaster. I was taking breaks in between work, like to go have like a quick like bathroom cry because there was just so many emotions. I was like, I can't handle this. And that was it. And then, um, yeah, he was essentially very, he was quiet. I didn't hear from him. And then um, almost five, six months later, um, I get a text from him. No. And, yeah. <laughs> and I knew it was him and I deleted the number just based on what he said obviously I could tell it was him I deleted his text and everything but basically he said he started off the text by saying hi I wanted to apologize I know this is late but I wanted to apologize for how I handled things I was going through a lot of like mental demons and fighting with like my mental demons um, I need to work on my mental health 
Um, you know, I think you deserve the best. Um, and, you know, I should have handled this better, but I couldn't. And I was like, you're starting off the text by saying you wanted to apologize, but nowhere in this text did you apologize. There's not a single apology here. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. I was like, you're still turning this around to you and defending yourself by saying you're having mental demons, but you're nowhere addressing what you, the impact that had on me. Yeah. Wow. Um, So yeah, I think just thinking retrospectively, I did recognize that he had a lot of narcissistic qualities, um, which, you know, explained a lot of this. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of the end of that. Of course, I didn't respond to that or anything. Um, I just think part of what blows my mind is you see ghosting happen so much less, obviously like the longer, you know, the, the person for, and this wasn't just like a one or two date thing. Like you guys were like, you guys were basically in a relationship, whether or not he was willing to admit that you were, you know, you were acting like you were, you were going through the motions. And then when it came time to discuss that and just be like, yeah, like we're on the same page. Right. Then he was like, wait, what? No, but this wasn't a random dating app situation. Like when it is a setup, this it's different. The stakes are totally raised. Like you can't treat somebody like that. You can't go somebody who was set up by a friend or in this case, like your family. I don't understand how he thought that was okay. Right. And then my parents actually talked to, because a person that we were introduced to, that they were introduced to this guy through was like a family friend's family friend. So it wasn't even a direct connection. And they were like, my parents were like, you know what? We don't even want to know about this guy. We don't want to talk about this. Like, just tell his dad, like, we don't want to speak to him anymore. Like, we're done. I don't want to talk to his dad. And we just kind of never brought that topic again. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) What were you going to say? I was just going to say, and yeah, you know, speaking of when you were saying that, you know, even if he doesn't want to admit that he was in a relationship, like, we technically were, it was him who would say oh, you're my girlfriend, like out of nowhere was like, oh, you're my girlfriend, like we're exclusive, blah, blah, blah. And I was, and he was using all these labels, but again, like didn't want to to give me the benefit of any of those labels. And you know, it's interesting because like, so I have a friend going through this right now. They've been on eight dates over the last like two months and you know, like their conversations that they have are really like deep and everything, like every date progresses and feels more and more comfortable and natural. And she finally brought up like, where, what are you looking for? Like, I want to make sure, you know, like we're dating for the same purpose of like wanting to, you know, be in a relationship with somebody. And he basically panicked and he was like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And it's like, I just think that if you are going to spend this much time with somebody and get this, you know, like deep and farther along and go through these motions, it's so unfair to not know what you want out of it. And I get it. Sometimes there are some people who go in knowing exactly what they want and others don't until they find it. But at the same time, you can't get eight dates along four months along six months along with somebody and then be like yeah I don't really know like we're just figuring it out one date at a time like no that's not fair and that's how people get hurt yeah you, you don't get to do that you don't get to do that, do that no. to me. that's not okay figure your shit out it's, it's and, not okay and you know I'm also I'm even like you know if you don't know what you want at least tell me that directly like early on so that I'm not wasting my time so that when you say, I don't know what I'm looking for, I can make my own interpretation of that and do with that information what I want to. I can either walk away or choose to still date you knowing full well that you you don't know what you want. Totally. Well, I want to switch gears and get into the maybe happier ending story because I know that you had already met your current partner Yes. At some point when you started dating this guy. Yes. So tell me about that. How does that tie in here? So my current partner, I met him three years ago, um, almost like a few months before the pandemic started. So um, this was New Year's um, going into 2020. And my friend was going to have, we were going to pregame at my friend's place before going out to a party. 
And she went to, and so she comes up to me at work that day and she's like, oh, by the way, um, one of my friends from college is um, uh, going to be there as well. And he thinks you're really cute. And I was like, oh, like how, how does he know me? And she was like, oh, he saw you in like one of my stories recently and thought you were cute. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and the thing is a couple months before that, one of her friends came into town and he was like three years younger than us. So for some in my mind, I was like, oh, this guy's probably like three years younger than us too. Like whatever. I didn't think much of it. Not that there's anything wrong with someone being younger than you. In my mind, I was like, I just saw him as a kid at that point. I was always, I was still in the mindset of, oh, I want to date someone older. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, a little kid with a crush. Cute. Okay. So then I go to her place. I walk in, I see this guy and you know, he's cute. He's good looking. Um, but again, I'm thinking, oh, he's like a cute kid. Um, so, you know, we go to the club, whatever. He's a nice guy. He's very sweet. Um, and at the end of the night, um, I'm walking out to leave and he follows me to coat check and he's like, Hey, how come you're already leaving? Like, you know, you should stay. And he's like, or at least like, give me your number. And I was like, Oh no, like, I think you're too young for me. I don't remember this conversation. He remembers it. And he tells me this today. And he's like, yeah, you said that, um, you know, he, um, I, I apparently said, I think you're too young for me. And he was like, uh, well, how old are you? And I said, I'm 27. And he was like, I'm turning 27 next month. Like, there's really not oh much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, that is so funny. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. And then um, I guess I gave him my number. And at this point, my friend comes up behind us. And he's and she's like, no, 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 don't leave. Like, let's all go back to my place. Like, you know, we'll continue this, whatever. So we go to her place. We're having fun. We drink, whatever. The next And at some point, my friend and her boyfriend started fighting. So I took this guy into the balcony, my now partner, we can call him Nick. Um, I, ca- I took him into the balcony to give my friend privacy. Um, at this point, again, I still thought nothing of him. In my mind, I still saw him as a kid for some reason. Um, I was like, let's get away from my, my, our friend so that we can give her privacy. And at this point, I guess he had asked me out on a date. Again, I don't remember this at that point. I, I didn't remember this happening at that point. But he was like, oh, I have uh, tickets to this, like, it's like a very quiet music concert, like, next week. Like, would you want to come? And I guess I, apparently I said yes, um, not thinking much of it. And um, then the next day, we all go to brunch, whatever. And um, I'm like, uh, you know, we say our goodbyes after brunch. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm never going to see this guy, you know, no big deal, whatever. I get a text from him a week later and he's like, hey, we're still on for tomorrow, right? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot this that this even happened. Like, I thought you would follow up beforehand. And I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I already made plans with my other friends to go to this, like, other club that night. But you're welcome to come. Like, it's the same people from New Year's that are going. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, he thought, okay, fine. She's like, you know, trying to blow me off softly. Like, I'll take the hit. It's okay. And I was Aww. like, no, no, no. It's fine. You should come. So then he comes. And um, we are pre-gaming at my friend's, uh, one of my friend's hotel, her and her boyfriend got a hotel. So we're pre-gaming there. And then uh, we all go downstairs. We're waiting for the Uber. And my friend's boyfriend pulls me aside and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, why aren't you giving this guy a shot? Like, he's good looking. He's so sweet. Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, he looks like a kid. And he was like, you look like a kid. Like, what are you doing? Like, give this guy a shot. And I kind of brushed it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. So we go to the club and I found out later that my friend's boyfriend pulled this guy aside and was like, she wants you to dance with her. Like, she's waiting for you to dance with her. This did not happen, by the way. I did not say that. Oh, my God. Um, he was trying to make this happen. Uh, so he told him that. And he's like, no, 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 I don't think so, man. And he's like, no, 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 trust me. Listen, like, trust me. She wants you to dance with her. So at some point, we started dancing with each other. Um, and, you know, I told him, like, uh, he was cute. And he picked me up in the middle of the dance floor and like spun me around. It was very cute. It was very cute. Um, and then after that, uh, we, my friends and I, we all went to a diner. And while we were walking there, he was like, you know, now can I like finally take you out on a date? I was like, yeah. Um, so then a week later, he left town for that week. So he can't, he comes back. And um, so um, he, he asked me out to dinner and I was like, hey, yeah, like for sure, let's do it. But my friends and I were all like, they were all thinking about going bowling first. Do you want to join? And he's like, oh, great. She's going to blow me off again. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's the same people you know. Let's do this. So we go bowling, end up spending a long time there. And it's like midnight by the time we're leaving. The only place that's open at this point in the area is like Jacob's Pickles, which I'm sure you know. <laughs> so we go there. Not a bad spot. That's a great Not place a to spot. have to go yeah. to. 
Yeah, it was great food. It was great comfort food. Um, and this was like in like in January, it was freezing. So after that, we after Jacob's Pickles, we went to Insomnia, we got ice cream. And at some point while we're eating, he was like, you know, I don't really want ice cream. I just wanted to spend more time with you. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, I didn't want it either. I just wanted to hang out with you for longer. So then after that, we took a walk in Central Park. Um, and we got to like the little jungle gym. And he climbed the fence and hopped over and then he like looks back at me and he's like, do you want to join me? So then I jumped up. We played on the jungle gym for a long time. And then we walked over to the pond and he looks at me and he's like, you know, I've always wanted to kiss um, a girl by the pond in Central Park. And then that's when we had our first kiss. Um, I wish everybody could see me right now because my face literally hurts from smiling. (laughs) (laughs) It 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 was a very sweet night. Um, but then and then so then yeah and then that was great and then the next day we had a second date um and at this point you know we hung out for a little bit we had dinner and then he came back to my place we spent most of the night just staying up talking and what was different about him was that the types of questions he was asking me I probably didn't share this information with people until like I was a year into the relationship I just found myself so vulnerable with him and I was like wow something something is different here um I feel a connection and I've never thought I feel a connection with someone um but one thing I didn't mention is that he was visiting from out of town um he was looking for jobs in other places and he was just in town for about three weeks so he was leaving um in two days and um so after he left um you know we were texting still and everything And I told him, I was like, hey, like, you know, I really like you and I think you're a great guy, but I don't think it makes sense for us to start a long distance relationship, um, you know, right right off the bat when we don't know each other that well. Um, And so he was like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, whatever you want, that's fine. And then a month later, we found out that he got a job like somewhere else in the South. So we just kind of stayed friends and, you know, occasionally he would text me or he would like message me on Instagram, like, but I kind of just, you know, made, made sure to make it stay very platonic. And then about 10 months down the line, um, he was he visited New York again, and he reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to hang out? So some of my friends and I, we all went out with him to get drinks. And my Had you was- at this point started seeing the other guy or not yet? No, no. Okay. So um, this is before that. This was before that, yes. Got this it. was about um, a year before that. Got it. Okay. Um, so this guy, so he comes into town and my birthday's like a week away. So we hang out, whatever, and then um, they drop me home, and he's like, "Hey, by the way, like your birthday's coming up, right? I brought you a present." And oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. And then he—it's a box, and I open it, and there's a necklace in there, and it's a locket, and that locket is—it rep- it represents something culture, um, spiritual in our culture, but it also has a very like mainstream context to it as well. It's hard to explain, but I had mentioned to him on the day because I saw his apparently, and I was like, oh, I really like those. Like I've always wanted one, and up till that point, the only person I had told was my mom, and I mentioned it on that day, and I forgot that I even mentioned it. So he remembered oh that God. and during COVID time had a very difficult time finding it, but made sure he got, got one and then brought it to me. And along with that was also a small elephant figurine because he remembered that I told him the elephants were my favorite animal. Uh, and he saw that that was like a, uh, the pic- a picture of an elephant on my lock screen on my phone. So he remembered that and brought those two as gifts for my birthday. What did you think when he gave this to you? My jaw dropped. Like my jaw <laughs> literally dropped because they dropped me off. I went upstairs and my friend who's with him, she was like, you're going to love this. Like, tell me what you think. So I'm like, okay, I come upstairs. I opened the box and I was a little buzzed, you know, we were drinking, whatever. And my jaw literally just dropped. And I was like, oh my, I, I had to sit down because I was like, oh my God, like this is the most thoughtful, like most meaningful gifts that someone has ever got for me. And I texted him and I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is so sweet. And he brushed it off as no big deal, whatever. Um, and then again, you know, things went back to normal. He left town. We, you know, again, just went back to messaging each other on Instagram for birthdays or like funny stories. No big deal. So it was about three months after he gave me this necklace that I met the guy that ghosted me. Um, so then fast forward to 2021, um, after I got ghosted, um, I took a break break from dating for about three months, um, you know, got some things out of the way that I wanted to for my career and ended up in the spot that I was hoping to be in. Um, and I was like, all right, let's, let's focus on dating again. So, and I went on maybe three or four dates, um, on Hinge and I was like, these are such low quality dates. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I am so sick of this. Cause it's like those situations where, you know, the first date is great, 
but the guy didn't follow up, even though the guy was like, oh, let me know when you want to hang out again. So I'm like, okay, hey, let's hang out. And they don't respond. Why did you say that if you don't want to hang out? Like, just walk away. Yeah, it's also in a way, and this sounds obnoxious to people who haven't experienced it. But when you have, when you go through somebody treating you so fucking well, then it's like shit, like, well, now I know there's somebody out there who treats me this way. I don't, why am I going to accept anything less? But then it's like, well, anything less is all I seem to find. So I guess it's my new normal and I have to accept it while still knowing that this other level of thoughtfulness and just like human behavior is out there somewhere. Exactly. And it's like, am I going to find that again? Like, was that just like a one-time thing? Like, oh, I hope I find it again. Right. Um, so yeah, so I was um, kind of, I was getting really annoyed with the dating scene. And at this point I had kind of started, it was actually funny because my mom brought um, him up him up again the guy that got me the necklace he was like remember that guy that got you the necklace last year like he was so nice to you why don't you reach out to him and I was like mom it's been like over a year I can't out of the blue reach out to him right now like yeah he was very sweet but you know I'm not gonna reach out to him I don't want him to think that I'm reaching out to him now because I didn't find anyone else you know I do genuinely think he's a great guy um and I would want to be with him for him but I don't want him to think that I'm reaching out out of the blue because I didn't find anyone else and um, about a month later, uh, a couple of my friends also brought him up out of the blue again. They were just kind of like, hey, you know who would be really good for you? Like that guy. Like he was so nice to you. He was such a great guy. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, but he's not in New York. Like it's not going to happen. It's not going to work out, whatever. And then like a month later, this was like in October um, of last year, my friends started planning. We were like, oh, we should figure out what we're doing for New Year's. So then um, two of my friends were like, all right, why don't we go to uh, New Orleans for New Year's? You know, that'd be fun. Like, we've never been there. I was like, yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, I found out later that they were planning that because he was an hour away from New Orleans and they knew that he would join us if we went there and they wanted us to go here so that we could kind of meet again. So we got our group of like eight friends together. We all flew down there. And at this point, I'm also excited. I'm like, I want to see this guy again. You know, I don't know if he's single. Um, I don't know what, what's going on with his life right now, but let's see. So I go and, you know, there's very immediately this like tension between us, um, this like, you know, slight awkwardness. Um, and I'm like, I could, I could, I get the feeling that he's single, but I don't know if he's still into me. You know, I, I did reject this poor guy a couple of times. So then um, that night we're playing a drinking game at the Airbnb before we go out. And one of my friends, she, and basically the card tells you what to do. So she picks up a card and it says, drink if you're single. So him and I, and one of our other friends, the three of us took a drink. So then later that night we go to the party and um, he and I are dancing and he's like, so I heard, I heard you were single through the game. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, lucky me. Um, and at that point we were like 20 minutes away from the countdown. Um, and so we started dancing with each other and, uh, he kissed me at midnight and Ooh. after the kiss, he, um, he kind of just started asking me about my thoughts, what I was thinking. And I was like, honestly, like, you know, this doesn't feel weird. It feels like we picked up where we left off two years ago. And he was like, yeah, it feels the exact same way for me too. Um, so we had like two days left in the weekend, um, and, you know, he took me out on a date and everything. And in my head, I was kind of like, you know, what's going to happen after I leave, after I go back to New York? But I was like, I don't want to bring it up. Like, let's see how this goes. Let's just take it slow. And then, um, like, that Sunday morning, the day before we leave, um, he asked me, he was like, you know, so what happens after Monday? Like, what happens after we leave? And I was like, no, honestly, I don't want to. I want to continue talking, you know, like, I don't want to stop this. And he was like, yeah, I feel the same way. Um but I want to ask you, like, what's different now from two years ago? You know, why are you op open to long distance now? And I was like, well, two years ago, he and I were both in the training phase of our career and we were working on most weekends. So I was like, you know, now I'm almost done. I'm done in six months and you have a much lighter schedule now, too. So it actually it's actually feasible for us to travel and see each other. Um, and yeah, so we've we've been together ever since. Um, and it's been the most amazing relationship that I've ever had. The connection is incredible. Um, and I think one month into it, uh, I got this feeling of he's the one. And I had always wondered before that, um, you know, how does someone know when someone's the one? Like, or, or I was like, is this something that like people in relationships are just making up? Like, how do you know? Um, and then I realized, oh, wow, like when you know, you do know. 
Um, and I told what them- What was it that, because I get asked this all the time, like, how do you know? Like, is it really when you know, you know, like what made you feel like this? I think most of it was that he was doing things that were always um, kind of felt unanswered for me in the sense that in past relationships that if I felt like, you know, the communication wasn't consistent um, or the texts weren't consistent regarding certain things, he made sure he was consistent all the time. And not only was he consistent with timing, it's the level of communication. Um, And it's also, you know, things when we would be having serious conversation, um, he would kind of address my concern before I even voiced it. Somehow it was like, he just knew what I was thinking somehow. And I was like, wow, like he would give me that reassurance before I even voiced my concern. So things like that, I was like, um, wow, this, this is so different. I've never, this is something I've always wanted, but never had. It's this like feeling of comfort and safety. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's really what it was for me too with Jake. Like not even having the chance to get anxious and start overthinking something because it would come up and we would talk about it and any spark of anxiety would instantly be squashed. Yes. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, I don't even know if I feel this way with my friendships, like with anything, like anything in my life with work, with any form of relationship I've ever had. It's like, you just feel so safe. Yes. I think you hit the nail on the head with those words. Like that's exactly how I feel. And what I've described to him, like, I feel so comfortable and safe with you. Um, I don't feel like I have to hide anything. I don't, I never have to worry that I'm going to be judged. Like, you know, he kind of squashed all of that in the beginning stages itself. Um, And yeah, actually just this past weekend, we flew down to my parents' house and I introduced him to my parents. So it's. Oh my God. (laughs) How was it? It was great. They, I was definitely nervous and so was he, but they loved him. Um, and I met, and my parents, we all met, uh, we did like a FaceTime call because his parents are um, overseas. So we did like a FaceTime call with both the families and like kind of met. So. Oh, I love that. Great. What are your plans for New Year's this year? I know. <laughs> I know. It's like now our thing. Um, we were trying to see if we could go to Nashville, um, but we're trying to figure out the ticket situation still. So if not um, Nashville, we might just uh, go to um, a cabin upstate um, and run something. Oh but we're God. still going to try to keep it like that same group. And yeah. I love this so much. And like, it really does go to show, you know, the bad experiences happen. That doesn't mean they're going to be bad forever. Like it could yeah. lead to something great. Like, thank God that it didn't work out with that guy because yes. of how much better and how much more right this situation is. Yes, exactly. Yep. And just to make the timing more clear for the listeners, I met my now um, partner about eight months after the other guy ghosted me. And even right after he ghosted me, it wasn't like a switch went off and I started thinking about my now boyfriend and how well he treated me. I still was in a phase where I was like, you know, that, that he was a great guy, but I don't know, maybe he was too nice or maybe, you know, I need someone that's a little bit more rough. I don't know. You know, I, I wasn't thinking about him yet, but about maybe four or five months after I got ghosted and I went on a few more dates, that's when everyone, everything kind of started coming together. And I was like, no, this is not it. Like that's, you know, what I'm looking for and I'm not getting on these dates is what that guy gave me. Um, Yeah. I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy that, you know, to hear stories like this where it's like you met and you did like each other, but it like wasn't going to work. And then, time passed and you found your way back to each other. Like I really, I don't know. I don't believe in a lot of things, but I really do believe in like everything happens for a reason and like what's meant to be will be. And I really think this shows that, you know, like I do think we all have this thought of like, Oh, is this person like the one that got away or like, will we find our way back to each other? And it's like, if it's meant to be, it will. And if not, like it won't happen. Like I remember you know, going through breakups and having exes where like we were breaking up, not because we didn't like each other, but because like the circumstances wasn't like, weren't working. The timing wasn't right. There was long distance, whatever it was. And I remember this one situation specifically sitting there being like, do you think like we'll find our way back to each other? And we were both saying that like, we really hoped so. And then fast forward and like, we're both now in 
great relationships with other people. And like, I don't know about him because like we don't speak, but like I couldn't be happier. And like, thank God that it didn't work out between him and I so that it could work out with me and Jake. Right, but then exactly. I also like your situation is the opposite where like it, you did find your way back to each other and it did work out and it happened the way it should. Right, exactly. I completely believe in that. I think is something that I've really harbored over the past few years that everything does happen for a reason. And whether it's, you know, you're with someone for so long and you break up and you're thinking in that moment, it's so natural to think like, no, I didn't learn anything from this. Like this was a waste of time. You have to give it time. You have to give it about six months to reflect on what happened because then you will definitely see why you need that experience. Because with, again, with this guy that ghosted me, I learned at the end of the relationship you know, I should have asked him so many follow-up questions that I didn't about his past relationships. So when I started dating my now boyfriend, I was asking him so many questions. Like, I didn't care how I sounded. I was like, oh, you're a lost breakup. Tell me what happened. Wait, tell me again? Okay, so this is why, right? I got this right? Okay, cool. Because you don't want to put what someone did to someone else, they could do the same thing to you. So you want to yeah. understand, you know, if they broke up, Sure. But how did they break? Not only why, but how did they break up? Like, did this person just walk away? Was it an actual conversation? Like how, like, I think all of those things are very important. Yeah. Were there accusations of cheating? Like these are things that you need to know. You have every right to know these things too. So I I think that's a great takeaway. Um, Thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of this with us. This has been such a pleasure having you. Before I let you go, though there have been many takeaways and bits of amazing advice throughout. I would love to know what the best piece of dating advice you've ever given or received is. The best piece of dating advice I received, and that too probably I would say in the beginning of stages of when I started dating my now now boyfriend, is to love smart. I think you have to think about the person you're with and you really have to put your brain into it and actually think, are you making a smart decision by being with this person Um, in terms of, are you being smart with your feelings Um, and are you being smart about your future? So I think to love smart um, was the greatest piece of advice that I got. I love that. And I've never heard that. And I think that is so true. And, you know, it's not just lead with your brain and not your feelings, but it's like you have to protect yourself and you have to make sure you're going into a situation that is healthy, is right makes sense I think that's brilliant and I'm I think thank you for saying that because I have never heard that but I love it of course thank you so much for having me of course and to everyone listening thank you so much for tuning in if you have a story that you want to share on an unfiltered episode anonymously please email me I would love to hear it I'd love to talk with you so email seeing other people podcast at gmail.com don't forget to share this episode with a friend who you think would love to hear it and give a five-star rating and review if you haven't yet all right I will see you guys next time